0: This is the Employment Law Show. Sure is. Welcome back to it. It's uh, 6.33 on a Tuesday evening. Skulls here and Lior Sanfiro joining us momentarily to uh, increase your knowledge of your workplace rights. That's uh, what the show is all about and has been ever since we started years and years ago. You always have the opportunity to have a discussion on your own, by the way, when we're not doing the show every night of the week here. And that's to, uh, to call Lior and his team. That number, one to one fifty nine hundred help at employment lawyer.ca and the preferred website for you to use. And it was uh, crafted and put together just to make you that much smarter, really simple as well, and have access to that severance calculator. You'll know it by now pocket employment Have a look as we do the show if you want to and, uh, and explore. If not, I'm sure it'll come up sometime. Main topic of the day no, your employer cannot avoid paying your full severance by doing these things. We'll uh, machete our way through that topic here in just a bit, pal. But the uh, the case of the day, what's happening with you?
1: Hey, Johnny, great to be here. Uh, great to be back to talk employment law live on the air and take all our good listeners calls. This is the point of, of the show to answer your questions, to inform you and make you feel better. And the reason I can almost guarantee that I can make you feel better about your rights is because we have good laws here. It's not just a about me. It's about the fact that in this province, in this country, we have some some of the best employment laws in the world. Uh, not too many people necessarily know what those laws are and how they operate. Well, I do. I can tell you. So if you're calling with a legal issue, I can pretty much guarantee that there is a solution. There's an angle. There's a an aspect of the law, law that can help you, whether you've been wrongfully dismissed, whether you've been constructively dismissed, whether your boss has changed your job, your hours, maybe you're being discriminated against or harassed. We have employment laws that deal with all these things and much, much more. So if you have an issue that touches on your relationship with your employer, with your boss, if something happened at work and you're not sure what to say or to do about it, well, you can start off by calling us right now. I'll tell you what you need to do. I'll tell you what you need to know. And you can walk away with that knowledge. And of course, beyond just the 30 minutes of the show, you can call me and in, in the office or email. Let's have that private discussion if we need to. So don't be bashful. But case of the day, I always like to start off with the situation that came across my desk. This is a, a, a interesting one that I've seen before. And, and I think a lot of our viewers or our listeners may find uh, some common ground here. So I spoke with a gentleman who was hired uh, to work for a company. And he, when he was hired, he was told, listen, we're, we're going to need you on a temporary basis, probably for about six months or so. Uh, so just so you know, you know, we'll pay you by the hour. Of course, you'll work full time. But we expect this, this position is only going to last six months. No problem. He needed a job. He took the job. Yep. Uh, was happy. Come six months, company says, you know, you're doing a good job. Uh, we, we, we still don't know how long we're going to need you, but we're going to extend you. So they extended him by three months. After three months, they extended him again. And he ultimately ended up getting about three extensions, and he worked there for about a year. After the final extension company says, you know what, Uh, goodbye, Uh, we we don't need you anymore, Uh, wish you luck, and uh, take care. No severance, no offer of any compensation. Mm -hmm. So he actually didn't think that he was owed uh, anything, but he heard us on the show enough that he thought it made sense to contact me. So he called me and he wanted to know, he said, here's my situation. I was there for for a year. It was supposed to be six months as a temp, but eventually it's it's been a year. Do I get anything? The answer is, yeah, absolutely he gets severance. And the reason for that is when an employer extends your employment, keeps giving you notice after notice of termination, that notice is ineffective. That means that now he worked there for a year and, and he's entitled to severance for that year the fact that they called him a temp doesn't change anything. It's a question of, did he know when his employment is actually going to come to an end? And until they ended that employment, he didn't know. So he didn't receive advance notice or proper advance notice. So he is owed severance. And John, even after a year for him, he's owed about three months severance. So remember, A short service employee like this gentleman, only worked there for a year, still is going to be owed a substantial amount of severance. For him, three months. So two lessons. Number one, just because your employer calls you a temp doesn't mean you don't get severance if your employment comes to an end. Yeah, you probably do. And of course, just because you work for a short period of time... Does not mean you don't get severance or little severance. You may be owed a lot more than you realize.
0: We hear this story quite often with uh, with contract workers. Similar thing: contract after contract after contract, and then they get low, and the employer says, "Well, you just you know we we went through your last contract, and uh, you know the tank is empty. Have a nice day. Appreciate it. Bye." Right. Exactly. That's
1: exactly right. And that person didn't really expect to be let go because contract after contract, they just assume they're going to continue working. They didn't have knowledge. That this is it. So that person, yeah, in that situation would still be owed severance. I see it often. I told you with private school teachers, you sign a contract for the school year, year after year after year. Well, if at some point the the employer says we're not going to renew, they have to pay you severance. So very important lessons there for everyone.
0: And again, reaching out after the show anytime at Leor and his team, you're always invited to do so. Have a chat on your own time, right? 1 821 5900, but here and now 416 870 6400. We've got a call in before we take a short break. Uh, Baker, how are you uh, this evening? What's going on?
2: I'm all right, thank you. Um, Good. I was wondering, I've been working for a company for a long time on a contract, and we're calling, and we get a, a weekly standby. And this has been going on for years with an old company. And that standby hours counted towards unemployment. But now a new company has taken over the contract doing the same jobs in the same place. It's just a different company. They pay us the weekly standby. But now those hours don't count towards unemployment insurance anymore for some reason. And I, I, I strongly suspect this because they don't want to pay the premiums. Hmm.
1: So, sorry, are, are you saying that when they... When they pay you for those hours, they don't deduct anything from the pay? Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, they, they say that, yeah, they, no, they take deductions off of us, but they say that these don't count towards unemployment insurance hours. They're not insurable hours. But for the past 20 years, it's been the same okay. deal, same gig, but with a different company. And now a so, new company took over that contract, and they say, no, your hours don't count towards EI anymore.
1: So that whether something is an insurable hour, whether it counts towards EI, is not, not the company's call. That's EI's call. So if EI knows what those hours are and they says they count they count if they say they don't they don't it's not the company doesn't get to make that decision so they have to if 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 you think that they give you a record of employment that's not accurate for example then you need to talk to EI but ultimately EI is kind of judge and jury when it comes to whether something counts and not the employer Okay so if an employer changes
2: like it's the same if one employer lost the contract and a new employer took over the contract. Yes. It's a different, now I'm in a different job, obviously because it's a different company, right?
1: Well, they, they offered you a position to, to come work for the new company. If you accept it, then you accepted the position that they offered you. Uh, right. you, you, don't, you don't have to accept the position with the new company. And if you don't, you may be owed severance, but if you accept a position with a new employer or a new purchaser of, of a business, then you accept the position that they've offered you. If, of course, they end up changing, so if you accepted position X and then they decide to change that and put you in position Y, that could be a constructive dismissal. Your employer may not be allowed to do that depending on the type of change. Uh, But generally speaking, if they come in and say, we'll only take you if you take this position and you decide to take it, then that's the deal.
2: I understand, okay. So it's totally up to EI. It has nothing to do with the employer, whether we actually get benefits or not for insurable hours.
1: Exactly. It has nothing at all to do with with the employer. That's strictly up to EI.
0: Baker, appreciate it, pal. Going gonna to run, rock and roll. We're going to take a short break into more of your phone calls, just like Baker. We keep rolling. Tuesday night edition. Employment Law Show continues. Hang in there. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. We'll try to get to our topic shortly, but uh, that is completely secondary. We love having you on air with us uh, each and every weeknight, so, uh, so bring it on. God's power. What's going on, pal? Haven't talked to you in some time. What's up?
3: Yes, um... About uh, my job in uh, twenty twenty two I was let go march when I got COVID when I got uh, got back after the COVID, my the owner of the company said, Oh, you come back after you recover from COVID, let me know. Then I call him. he said, Yeah, I said I'm good now, he said okay. Uh, come on Tuesday but call me before you come to work. Then when I call him, he said oh, I'm away, please uh, stand by. Then he called me the uh, second day, he said no need to, on my way down to the world, say no need to come to work. Uh, the site in Georgetown is closing right now because I was doing job for him as a carpenter, machinist, everything. Working with the site support. All right. So i like assistant. So all those times, he did pay me severance. I would talk to him, went to his office. He said we we'll get back to me. He never get back to me. My one-week check, uh, he Nobody get back to me. I tried to get the lawyer to talk to them. The, the lawyer sent it, uh, a maid to so the old office. Not even where I can get it made. Nobody replied. The so, Godfather, let, let, me,
1: let, let me stop you there. I'm not understanding everything. Just to make sure that I'm not missing anything, I think the best thing would be for you to call in the office so we can have a proper consultation. I just don't want to miss anything. The details and the timing, the dates are going to be very, very important here. So I don't want to do you a, a, a injustice here. Call at the office and we'll have that chat.
0: Yeah, it was, I couldn't get a meeting. I'm not sure it was past the two years, but uh, give us a call at the office for sure, pal. That's one uh, 821 5,900. Bobby, you are up next. Good evening. How are you? Hey, good. And you? Good, sir. What's going on?
4: Well, I was hired by an employer, a transport company, about a year back. And uh, everything was going quite well. And then January 2023, our payment stopped. And up until from January to maybe June, a little before June, we were not paid anything, maybe about $1,000 a month. And me and a couple of other colleagues took the matter up with our director's. They assured us that as soon as they get their HSD paid, our outstanding wages will be paid, and they assured us that please don't quit the job as you guys are essential to our company and here we are, and they let me go beginning of January and said that my pay package was too high for them, and they can't afford me and they will pay me biweekly a thousand dollars by weekly, by weekly. Uh, sorry not by weekly weekly basis and I just got my first payment last week, and I'm outstanding a payment of about sixteen thousand. One of my colleagues is outstanding a payment of fifty thousand and another one is outstanding of sixty thousand and used to drive all the way from Kitchener just to come to Mississauga to work.
1: So and all this time you you were working, you know, last year in twenty twenty three without actually getting paid for the most part?
4: Well, we started we weren't getting paid for the first quarter of it. It was about around the second quarter, maybe late into the second quarter that we started getting paid. And even okay. then, my pay package was about, let's say, it was eighty five hundred. sorry, 85000 annually plus HSD because I'm incorporated. I work on my business articles along with my other colleagues. And they all of a sudden reduced my pay package and said, this is all we can afford. I'm like, that's fine. I need a job for now because the market is really tight. And they promised me $6,000 a month. And even after that, they only deposited hardly maybe like, starting from 2023 June and after upwards, maybe I got paid about $3,000 a month mm-hmm. to barely maybe $4,000 a month.
1: And did you work exclusively for this company? Yes, I did. Okay. So and there's they two things
4: me that don't quit. They always assured me okay. that don't quit. We will take care of you.
1: So there's two things. Obviously they owe you for the time that you worked That the unpaid wages for the time that you worked. Se- yes. Second, In the eyes of the law, this is very common with with drivers, uh, is the law would consider you...
4: I was
3: actually a sales rep.
1: A sales rep. Okay, even more so. Uh, The law would consider you to be an employee. I know that you have your own company, but none of that actually matters. And the reason why I say that is because you're actually owed severance. So number one, you're owed obviously that for the time that you worked, that you didn't get paid, whatever the amount is. But you're also owed severance. And, you know, in your situation, that could be three to four months pay based on the pay that they were supposed to give you. So so the the hopefully the concern in a situation like this is that there's money there for them to pay out. You know, the saying you cannot get blood from a stone. But ultimately, as long as they have either assets or or they have money in the bank or even accounts receivables, then yes, we can get them to pay it. So what I want you to do is I want you to connect with me off air. We'll give you that number in just a second. I want to obviously get some more details, dates, dollar amounts, because, yeah, you're owed wages,
0: and you're also owed severance. Okay, give
1: me one second here. I'm
4: going to write the number down. it?
0: I got it for you here, uh, here, Bobby, and I'll repeat it a few times throughout the show uh, going forward as well, so no problem. 1-855-821-5900. Again, one 821 5900 You can also use the uh, email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Real simple. Bobby, look forward to talking to you on the, uh, the other side. No, your employer cannot avoid paying you full severance by doing this. Great topic because employers try this all the time, Leor, whether it's uh you know on purpose or they just don't know any better. They could do that by making your conduct seem you know worse than it is or giving you a bogus performance review. If you had a phone call about this the other week, actually.
1: Yeah, and then and, and something that I deal with in the office all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you did something, maybe you did something wrong. No one's perfect. Uh, and I get that. But the company says, Oh, it was such a big deal, we can let you go for cause, or maybe the company is uh trying to get to that stage by giving you bogus performance reviews or po- bogus performance improvement plans. This is just a way to try to avoid severance because the only way a company can do to do that not to have to pay severance is if they can show that they have just cause to let you go. Mm-hmm. That is very very difficult to do. They would have to show they did something just that's so bad, so terrible That there's no way for them to keep you on anymore. There's just no way. It's that bad. The fact that you did something wrong, that's not enough. The fact that you did a couple of things wrong, still not enough. Okay. But oftentimes what I see a company do is they try to expand it to make it worse, to, to make it exaggerated so they can try to avoid paying you severance it doesn't work. Unless they can prove that you did something bad, unless they can prove that there's no way to fix the relationship, that this relationship is doomed, they have to pay your full severance. So don't let a company get away with bogus accusations or inflated accusations uh, just so they can avoid paying severance.
0: Next one, uh, funny that Bobby called us, and the next one's by reducing your pay, hours or work or demoting you, right?
1: So oftentimes a company may try to avoid or, or at least reduce the amount of severance is by paying you less. So I, I know what to do. Let's pay this employee less to reduce their pay and then let them go. <laughs> now we only have to pay severance based on the reduced amount or aren't we smart? Well, it doesn't work that way because if the company reduces your pay, you right there can choose to consider that a constructive dismissal. You can say, I'm not gonna wait for you to terminate me later on. I'm going to say that by reducing my pay, that is the termination. You have to pay me my full severance based on my full compensation, not my reduced compensation. So whenever that happens, whenever a company tries to change your pay in a significant way or demote you, they may demote you to say, well, if we let this person go when they're not a manager, we'll have to pay them less severance as opposed to if we let them go when they're a manager. But again, they can't do that. If they demote you, that could be a constructive dismissal so you're in the driver's seat whenever you're in the constructive dismissal situation you can say no i'm not okay with that i'm treating that as a termination and getting my full severance
0: we were talking about the various uh, techniques that employers will try to avoid paying you full severance by putting you on a temporary layoff there we go
1: so an employer may often say well you know what we, we want to let someone go but it's going to cost us a lot of money so why don't we just put them on a temporary layoff and hope we don't hear from them. Maybe they'll find another job and and yeah, and then we'll just uh, avoid paying severance. Except guess what? Just like I was saying before, that temporary layoff is not legal. That temporary layoff can be treated and considered by the employee to be a constructive dismissal. So again, if your employer puts you on a temporary layoff, you may be in a position to say, no, I'm not waiting. I'm not sitting at home hoping that something good will happen. Instead of that, I am deciding that by putting me on the temporary layoff, you've terminated my employment. Now severance has to be paid. So, yeah, that is something that employers do often. Let's not let someone go. Let's just put them on a temporary layoff, and if they just go away, we've just saved a bunch of money. Except if you know your rights, your employer can't do that.
0: How about when they try to you know put you on a probation when you've already passed the probation period? How about that?
1: So here's here's how that works. Oh, so. <laughs> You know, John, we haven't been happy with your performance. So we're putting you on probation. Ah, you know what? A month later, we, we're still not happy, so we're letting you go. And by the way, because we told you are on probation, now we don't have to pay you severance. <laughs> uh, guess what? Does not work. You know that. We've talked about this before on the show. If you've already been working for a while, if you've had your probationary period to end, you can't really be put on a probation again. And what I mean by that is if the company wants to let you go, they still have to pay you full severance even if they say you're on probation. The only time a probation can be used to let you go without any compensation is in the first three months of employment and only if you sign an employment agreement that says that. But once you're past the three months, even if the company says you're on probation or we've extended your probation or we just put you on probation, that cannot legally be a a way to avoid paying you severance. They may try. But again, if you know your rights, like I've just told you, you know that that's not legal.
0: So it's not automatic. Just just because you started a new job doesn't mean you're on three months probation, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of people are surprised by that. Well, it must be a probation. I just started a new job. No, probation is not automatic. The only time you are actually on probation is if you signed an employment agreement that says that. And sometimes you don't sign an employment agreement at all or you sign one that doesn't say that, in which case you're not on probation. And why is that important? Because if you're not really on probation and you're let go, let's say, after two months, yeah, you're still owed severance, even if you only work for two months. And that severance can be calculated in months, potentially. So that's why it's very important to know if you're actually on probation or if you're not.
0: The ways the employer will try to avoid paying you severance. This one's an oldie but goodie. Call you an independent contractor when you are clearly not an independent contractor. Well, yeah,
1: well, our previous caller was that he was in yep. a sales role, but the company says you're an independent contractor. No, no, it doesn't work that way. And company, this is probably of, of the ways that we've just described, probably the most common way employers try to avoid paying severance is by misclassifying a, an employee as an independent contractor, by saying no, no, uh, let's just call you an independent contractor. You, you know, you'll sign an agreement, and that way, if down the road we let this person go. We don't have to pay them anything because you're not an employee. My God, aren't we smart? Well, no, it doesn't work that way. Because if you've been if you look like an employee and you act like an employee and you work exclusively for a company and you do what they say to do, you are that company's employee. It doesn't matter what they want you to be, it doesn't matter what you sign, it doesn't matter if you have your own company or how you pay your HST. Ultimately, if you, if you look like an employee and act like one, you are an employee. You have the rights of an employee, including the right to get your full severance. So no, your employer cannot avoid paying you severance just because they've misclassified you as a contractor.
0: It's funny. The employer will try to spread that one even further for doing that so they don't have to pay you you know, benefits and this and that because and, you're a contractor. They don't have to EI. They don't have to do any of that stuff. That's why they try it, right?
1: Overtime, vacation yeah. pay, holiday pay. Wow. You know, they don't have to then think, they don't have to pay deductions to the government, which can get them in trouble. So no, all of that is illegal. If you've been misclassified, if you really are an employee, all those things are things that you wrote. Yeah, your employer has to pay you overtime and vacation pay, et cetera. And that adds up very, very quickly. And by the way, if you're sitting there thinking, wow, I never thought I may be an employee. I always just assumed I was an independent contractor. Here's how you can find out if you're an employee or a contractor. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. One of the tools there is a tool that allows you to figure out if you're an employee or a contractor. You answer a few questions and you find out free and anonymous. So check it out.
0: All right, my friends, we are done uh, for tonight. We are out of time, but back at it tomorrow with Leora as well. Hope you learned something. If not, you will learn more tomorrow, and your phone calls. Really appreciate you taking the time if you manage to call in tonight. We'll kick it back into gear 630 tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of the show. And that is it for now for the Employment Law Show. Enjoy the rest of your evening.